Well, thank you all for singing out. At least I trust you're singing out in your your residence there, in that our voices blend together somehow in the spiritual realm and, and come up together as a wonderful, uh, savoring sacrifice to the Lord our God. Do have your Bibles open to Hosea chapter 10. And we're going to be talking a little bit about what you are going to see in the picture behind me as I try and change from my fall scene to a black and white scene of a gentleman behind a couple of oxen plowing the land. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the field that we need to be cultivating the field that we need to be plowing. So I hope today that we're going to look forward to uh, receiving this message from Hosea and taking it into to our lives so that every single day we're just, uh, we're, we're longing for a new day every single day that we can awaken to go forth and to use it to God's glory as we just work for him. In Hosea chapter uh, 10 verse 11 uh, it tells us about Ephraim and this is the northern a reference to the northern kingdom it's another name for them and they are the kingdom that, that split off from the southern kingdom from Judah and they never had a righteous king they never had a king who did right they always did evil and so Ephraim was a uh, the first to be judged. The northern kingdom was the first one to go into captivity. And then later, Judah also went into captivity. But this passage in Hosea, the entire book, is aimed primarily at the northern kingdom at Israel. And it was a call to, for them to, uh, to repent. And it was also a warning for them that if they didn't and they did not repent, then they would be going into captivity. They would be entering into punishment. So Hosea chapter 10, verse 11. Let's look there again. Ephraim is a trained heifer that loves to thresh, but I will come over her fair neck with a yoke. I will harness Ephraim. Judah will plow. Jacob will harrow for himself. So again, this is uh, J- Judah gets referenced in here. That latter reference to Jacob is probably a reference to Israel. Jacob had his name changed to Israel, so it's a second reference to the northern kingdom again. Now, in this passage, if you look at it, there's these references to to plowing and yokes, and it's kind of a you know it's an interesting, strange reference. And I think what this is telling us is that. Ephraim had had the easy life of threshing. You might think of the the passage um, where it says, uh, do not muzzle the oxen that treads the grain. Um, So when an oxen was going in those uh, circles and treading the the grain to to get the, uh, to separate it from the chaff, there was the, the oxen could eat, the grain while it was uh, working. And this was an always an easy task. Back in the day when uh, 
for to to train an oxen to get ready to go out into a big field a, a bad field like this and work a young a young ox a calf had to first be trained and it would take a load that was easy to do first they were trained by treading the grain so that was the easy job and god is telling them you've always had it easy but now it's kind of like you're a full grown ox and you're ready to go out and tread grain. So, and he was a referencing this, the, if they're going to go out and tread, excuse me, go out and uh, plow and uh, work in the fields, they were going to need a heavier yoke, a stronger yoke, uh, so that they could do the job. So since she had plowed wickedness, and that's a reference down into 13, um, God was going to give her the heavy yoke of plowing. Uh, this is kind of a reference to things are going to get tough for you. You know, it's a reference to punishment. But there's also a little bit of this idea that after she is punished, then she's going to be able to do greater things once she goes through the testing. So uh, there's hope in this passage, even though the idea of having the heavy yoke of plowing is not something that they would look forward to. So kind of get that concept. At one point in time, you had it easy, but you sinned, so now things are going to get harder for you. That is what he was telling that northern kingdom. He also gives Judah that warning about the same thing for them. Now on to chapter 10, verse number 12, which is the main part of this passage I want to look at. In this passage, let's just read the whole verse together. And um, I have adjusted the the New American Standard in my Bible to make a little bit more sense out of one phrase. So if you notice that, just know I did do my own translation here a little bit. But verse number 12 says, Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in accordance with kindness. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, until he comes to rain righteousness on you. In this passage, I'm just going to break it down by each one of these phrases that are in here. First of all, so, and it said, I leave not the words for yourselves righteousness, but it's just so righteousness. So righteousness, you know, dispense righteousness everywhere you go. So righteousness, do good, do what is right, follow God's will and do everything that he tells you to do. Every choice we make is either sowing righteousness or wickedness. Even the idea of just getting up in the morning, if you decide to stay in bed, you know, that's immediately sowing wickedness because we're not getting up to go out and do the things that God has in store for us to do. So even sleeping or oversleeping, being lazy, that is immediate. That is sowing righteousness. That is a decision. And I just said it wrong. I was looking at the word right on my outline here and I said the wrong word. If you are lazy and you do not get up and go do what the Lord wants you to do, you are sowing wickedness. You're not doing the sowing of righteousness. Every choice we make, we can look at it. Either I am sowing righteousness or I am sowing wickedness. Either the decision to do or don't do anything 
it's it's either according to God's will and it's providing a blessing, it is a righteous act, or it is not according to God's will and it is wickedness. So consider that everything we do. And maybe even some of the more mundane things, the normal things that don't seem so important, if that is taking away from the time that we ought to be doing something good. You know, if if I spend so much time with, with a hobby that there is nothing wrong with that hobby, it really is, it's sowing righteousness because I'm doing something good, doing something nice, not pulling away from the will of God. But if that is all I do, then that simple little thing can be sowing wickedness because it's pulling you away from the thing that you ought to be doing. So consider that. Sow righteousness. Sow righteousness. Use your life as a sowing the seed, throwing out righteousness. And the next point of this is that little in-between part. So for yourselves, righteousness. Whatever you sow, expect to reap. That is one of the principles that God states to us over and over again here. And it is repeated here in this passage. If you sow out wickedness, God has clearly shown them just now you're going to receive wickedness. And that is in verse 13. You have plowed wickedness. You have reaped injustice. So think about when you're when you're sowing, you're sowing for yourself. Is this righteousness or is this wickedness? Because that is what is going to come back to you. Expect to sow what to reap what you sow. And so now listen here as God continues with the next phrase. So he says, sow for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love. That's how the ESV puts it. And, um, I, you know, this the New American Standard that I love so much just puts it reap in accordance with kindness. And kindness just doesn't grab it well enough for me. That is that Hebrew word has said that is just there's it's like a loyal love. This idea of steadfast love. That is the kind of love that God calls us to. He wants us to have has said steadfast love. So if you are sowing righteousness, you're going to reap something. You're sowing righteousness for yourself. You're going to reap the love of God. You're going to reap God's loyalty coming to you. You're going to reap steadfast love. You know, anything else, don't sow the junk because what you want is to reap steadfast love. You want to reap loyalty. You want to reap the goodness that God will show to you. Then the next phrase. Break up your fallow ground. So breaking up the ground, that's, uh, you know, that's what these oxen were, you know, that's what they're doing in this picture behind me. That's all they're doing. They're breaking up the ground so that the righteousness can be sown into it so that the seed can be planted, so that the land can be worked. If you don't break up the ground, it's totally useless. And he's telling these folks, you've got some fallow ground. There is some land that has just been lying there. The, the fallow ground is just land 
that is not being plowed. That's what fallow ground is. Now, farmers usually choose to let the land rest, and they might let the land lay fallow for a time. And you think about it, even God, he told him, you know, there's the, the idea of the Sabbath rest, to let the land rest. God wants, wants the land to have a time of rest where they aren't working the ground. And that's fallow ground. But the problem here is, is that these people have let a land lay fallow. They have neglected it. And this is their service to God. And I really think this is their love for God. They've kind of been going through all the motions. They would bring sacrifices. They would do things that they thought they were supposed to do. They were kind of showing up at the festivals and the things that they thought they ought to show up for. But their heart wasn't right. Really, the fallow ground was working and cultivating their own heart. They had lost the love for God. And it kind of reminds me of this, um, you know, the, the recent reading we had was to rend your heart and not your garments. You know, they would go through the process, oh, God, we're so terribly sorry. And they'd, they'd rip their garments and they would, um, they would show how terribly sorry they were. And they would weep and moan and, and put on sackcloth, put ashes on themselves and show how sorry they were. But their heart really was just, they weren't sorry. They were going to go right back to doing what they wanted to do. And God is saying, you have neglected your service to the Lord. You have forgotten who your master is, and you're serving other gods. You need to get back to the work of loving the Lord, your God, with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your strength. The first and greatest commandment in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse number 4. They were not listening to God. So they needed to break up this fallow ground, this dormant place. And it was a place of really just living by faith in God and loving God and serving him with all their heart. They had some severe lack of cultivation that had been going on there. They needed to start plowing the ground that had lain silent and dormant and unplowed for years and years and years. So really, God's just calling them. This is a call to repentance. This is a call to get your life right with God. Break up your fallow ground. And then he continues that next phrase. He says, for it is time to seek the Lord. It's time to seek the Lord. Seek him now. It's not too late. No matter what you've done, it doesn't matter. Now is the time to seek the Lord. I'm calling you to repent and I will receive you back and I will help you. I will deliver you. I will save you and seek him now before it's too late before the punishment will come, before the day of judgment comes. Seek him now and seek him before it is too late. It is time to seek the Lord. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. You know, we had a 
less than a couple of weeks ago, I've got that uh, verse listed as Ezekiel chapter 34, verse number 26. We studied that verse, and it talks about in there, there will be showers of blessing, and it will they will be rains of blessing. That's what was going to come for these folks when they repented, Ezekiel 34, 26. And we, we sang the song, and we looked at the verses of that song, there will be showers of blessing. What a beautiful thought. And that is when we repent and when we seek the Lord and follow him and put him first and serve him with all of our heart. So it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. So when you cultivate the land, when you sow righteousness, and when you continue to work the land, you think about that land, once this farmer's got the 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 land plowed. He does that hard work and the oxen's working hard. They get that land, that soil turned over. Then they can come through and get it ready to plant and they can sow the seed and something will grow, but they've got to weed it. They got to make sure it gets the water. They got to do everything they can to continue to cultivate that land. They're going to continue to work it. Then in due time, you will reap the reward. He will come and rain righteousness down on you. The goodness of God will come to you. Everything that is good and right, you will receive. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10. For the one who is taught the word is to share all good things. With the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will reap, will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose heart in doing good. I want to pause here for just a second and consider that. Let us not lose heart in doing good. Let's not grow weary of doing righteousness. Remember this, we've got to sow righteousness. Don't give up on sowing righteousness. Doing what God calls us to do in our lives. Don't get tired of doing that. Keep working, working, working with all of your heart for the Lord. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people and especially to those who are of the household of the faith. So let us do righteousness. Let us do good to all people. Let us be that light of the world and the salt of the earth as we are called to be, according to Scripture. Let us seek that every day of our lives. Let's not miss those opportunities. When we miss those opportunities that God puts before us, 
It's like we're standing there with our hands on the plow and the oxen aren't moving and nothing is happening. The land is laying fallow and we need to break up that fallow ground. And when we need to do good, he even encourages us that it's especially focus on the people of God, focus on the family of God. Let us love one another. You know, we're gathered here together, you know, and we can see some of you and some of you, we can hear your voices on the phone. And some of us, we just know you're there and you don't, we don't hear you talk and, but we know you're there and we're all, we've got to love each other and do good for one another. We've got to encourage each other through this difficult time. And we've got to be the example to all the world of what it means to really love each other. There is, there is a follow ground. If there's any love lacking amongst any of us, and there is always room to grow in love, isn't there? We are called to love each other so that the world can know that Jesus truly is the Son of God. So let us be that light and let us focus on loving each other and being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We want others to know the wonderful blessings of God. We want to receive those blessings to, to shower down upon us, to, to bless us in our lives so that we can just continue to grow and live and thrive in Christ Jesus. And we want to just sow that love of God. And, and by the way, if we aren't sowing the love of God, then according to the principle of what you, you only sow what you, you only reap what you sow, you know, if we're not sowing the love of God, we are not going to reap the love of God. So just think about that. Listen to this passage again from Hosea chapter 10, verse number 12. Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap in accordance with kindness. Reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. My challenge to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, the family of God, let us wake up every day this week and let us give thank, give thanks to God for each and every each and every morning, because he he opens up to us uh, a fallow ground, land that needs worked. He wants us to go through that day and do the work of loving him and loving others. It might not sound like work to you, but love is doing the good things that we need to do for God and for others. It is work. We need to cultivate that land. So give thanks each morning for the new day, which you will cultivate for the glory of God. Do that every day. And if there's anybody out there that you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, then know that without Jesus in your life, your heart is overcome by weeds it's just laying fallow for, for God. It's You're not letting God come into your life to work it, to, to give you a productive life. 
You're overcome by the weeds of wickedness. And I encourage you today to decide to let the Savior forgive you of your sins and give you a fresh life to cultivate and to use for Him, to His glory and His honor. So if anybody needs to respond today, you let us know. You seek us out and you find us and you keep searching in Scripture for Jesus and become a follower of Him. And if you need help doing that, when you're ready to be baptized into Him, you just need somebody to to hear your confession of faith, that you know Jesus, you know He's your Savior, and you love Him, and you want to follow Him all of the days of your life, and you can be immersed into His wonderful name. Make that commitment. Accept that challenge. Now is the time. It is time to seek the Lord. If anybody needs to respond, I encourage you to take action today. Once you do that, as we sing this song.